0: radio network And now chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher So subway you know the sandwich shop where their subs don't implode thank you uh, I saw the sign too I don't know that it's real but I liked it. Uh, subway now has meat slicers so you can eat fresher The sandwich chain shelled out 80 million dollars. To stock its 20,000 locations with the $6,000 meat-cutting machines. Man, good for that business. Good for the meat-cutting machine business. Uh, They had some jobs uh, making those machines for Subway. Uh, 80% of the stores will show them off at the front. The foray into the non-precised cold cuts comes as the privately held chain seeks to find a buyer and to promote its new meat method subway plans to introduce new sandwiches and give away 1 million 6-inch subs next week so if you're listening live today is the 6th of July 2023 so next week you're going subway is going to give away 1 million 6-inch subs now, it'll be sliced in the store, but the meat will not be cut to order. The automated slicers will run during prep hours only. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I guess it's just a way to promote that it's freshly sliced meat daily at your local Subway. Okay. All right. Fine. It doesn't really do much for me. I'm not a huge Subway fan, but I am willing to take a free six inch sandwich so may have to stop by and take a look at the new meat cutting machines at subway (laughs) oh there's going to be a lot of used meat cutting machines for sale if this doesn't work out for subway welcome welcome to chewing the fat (laughs) So the former mayor of New York City, Bill de Blasio, who had a failed run at the presidency, he had a failed run at Congress. I think he had a failed run for Senate, though I'm not sure about that. But uh, he now is failing at his marriage. Uh, he tweeted out, uh, from because of this story in the New York Times, that said, uh, even at this moment of change this is a true love story. Oh, I didn't say true. It says, I'm sorry. He said, even, and then he could link to the New York Times story about them and getting separated, his wife, Sherlane McRae. Uh, he tweeted, even at this moment of change, this is a love story. Is it, Bill? Okay. So after nearly three decades of marriage, they are separating, but they're not planning on divorcing they will keep sharing their home, but they're also going to date people. This is what they said. They're going to keep sharing their residence for the time being. So good for them, I guess. Uh, I know that originally, they said that prior to being married to Bill, she identified as a lesbian. Okay, I mean so she changed. (laughs) She met Bill and said, Hey, you know, I guess I'm not a lesbian now. And now after all these years of marriage, yeah, well, you know what? Uh, you know what? I am a lesbian again. Maybe not. Maybe she's going to date men as well. I don't know. Maybe Bill is too good for them. Boy, how, I mean, that would be difficult, uh, to live in the same home with someone like that, but it's possible. I get it. You don't want to give up what you have, but you want to give up what you have. You can quote me on that. You want to. Uh, you want to give up what you have, but you don't want to give up what you have. Wait, I said it the other way around. Anyway, uh, good for them. They've been they've been married since 1994. Their children are grown. So they said that they you know about two months ago. Bill said, "Hey, uh, why aren't you lovey dovey anymore?" And the wife said, Hey, uh, I can't fake it. Uh, uh, this just you. Ick. Okay. That <laughs> doesn't say that. She just says, you can't feel, you can feel when things are off. And, uh, you just don't want to live that way and he claimed now i look back and i say hey there are points where i should have been saying something and we didn't and i think things uh, could have been said well you know are you happy what's going to make you happy you know the what things that you say in a relationship so you know they are breaking up and living together in the same house now does that mean that if they start dating and want to take care of a little business uh, with somebody else, do you bring them back to the place? Uh, take uh, to, maybe when you go upstairs, make sure you take a right, don't take a left. Uh, if you take a left, you're going into Bill's room, or you're going into, you know, you're going into the wife's room. Either way, I am not sure who is going to be the first to bring someone home. I would guess it's her. That would just be my guess that uh, Sherlane will be the first one to bring someone home. Although, I don't know that. Bill might be out, uh, you know, swiping right on the apps, bringing people to the house, saying, just come in through the back door. And well, that has a meaning I don't want to think about, actually. So, we'll just guess that Bill is not going to be gay and he's just going to be a heterosexual, cis white male and uh, his African American wife will either, you know, bring in a woman or a man and uh, make sure that they go to the right room when they come by since they'll be living together. That probably will end the relationship. Uh, I mean, the living together is when uh, they fall in love again with someone else. Maybe they all live happily in in the same house. That would be an interesting house to be in if that were to happen. if a Bill or sherlane brought in their new relationship person and they're gonna stay there too. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be fun. Good luck. I wish nothing but the best for them. I want uh, I mean, he is, a, he is a nightmare and she's you know, just as bad as him as being with him forever. I mean, they are, uh, you know, a happy little interracial couple, and that's great. I know uh, this morning I was on uh, Mojo Five O with Brad Staggs, and we talked about them getting married in Cuba. I apologize. They did not get married in Cuba. They only honeymooned in Cuba. And, man, when you think of beautiful places to honeymoon, what better place to honeymoon than in Cuba? Am I right? Right. I mean, I know Cuba is beautiful and all and, uh, you know, what a great place. But in 1994, when they were married, uh, Fidel Castro was still in charge of Cuba and he was busy running that country into the ground. And so uh, it's still being run into the ground as far as I know. But I'm sure it's beautiful, and I'm sure it was beautiful then. So I don't want to take anything away from the Republic of Cuba. And I wish nothing but the best for sherlane uh, McRae and Bill de Blasio. Uh, just make sure you clean up after yourself and keep, uh, keep your partners in your own bedroom. Okay? Please. That's all I ask. Unless you're going to post it on Instagram, and then, of course, I'll look. You can follow me on Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio, no problem. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Uh, Facebook uh, is Jeff Fisher Radio as well, and uh, my new Thread account is Jeff Fisher Radio as well. It debuted uh, last night, so I figured, okay, well, I'm home. I've got some time. I can log in and jump through all the hoops to go ahead and sign up for Threads just to see what it's going to be like uh zuck made it easy if you have an instagram account all you had to do was log in and log in through your meta instagram account and you're in you got a thread account so there you have it it's his uh, way to slap down elon a little bit with his uh micro app threads uh pretty incredible they uh i looks just like twitter actually with you know you write short posts and you know who is it going to last is it going to shoot down twitter i don't know um twitter has 350 million monthly active users and i know that uh meta has 3 billion users i don't know how much that Collates between Facebook and Instagram, but they said that if yesterday we talked about this, that if uh, Instagram took 18% of its customers to threads. It would be as big as twitter or bigger so good luck we'll see uh we'll see what happens i know everybody wants to see zuck and elon have their cage fight you know it's not going to happen right it's not going to (laughs) happen uh they're not going to cage fight they're not going to fight at the iconic coliseum and if they do have an event let's just say For us, you know, just as you and I sitting here talking, let's just say that they have an event. It's going to be for charity and they're not going to really fight. I I don't know who would win that fight. Uh, Zuck has been, uh, you know, he's Mr. Hoyaw and uh, Elon really isn't. So, uh, you know, Zuck may actually put up a better fight than Elon, but it's not going to happen. I mean, do I, would I like to see these two guys get in a a cage and beat the crap out of each other? <laughs> uh, it'd be fun. Uh, I, I sure you know. I'd pay to see it, but I don't think it's going to happen. It's just, it's not going to happen. Sorry. Oh, good news from uh, Japan. They have uh, given the go-ahead to dump radioactive water into the ocean. Yay! So the UN's uh, nuclear agency signed off on the nation's controversial plan to release more than a million metric tons of treated but still Uh, You know, just a little radioactive uh, wastewater from the uh, Fukushima power plant that was, I mean, that's just been destroyed since 2011. And uh, they're just going to, you know, put it back into the Pacific Ocean. What could go wrong? Now, there's some nearby countries that are apparently objecting to this plan. (laughs) Wait, what I know? I don't understand it either. The experts, uh, they claim, well, you know, the plan is it's probably safe it could create a uh, you know, a situation with uh, you know, the animals in the sea kind of a Godzilla situation but that's it, don't you worry about it it's fine, and look the US and China have already disposed of diluted nuclear waste in the ocean before so it's fine, don't worry about it, just go ahead dump it in the ocean, everything will be fine, won't it? won't it? Of course it will. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. So I was watching a little bit of uh, a show called Shiny Happy People on Prime, which is about the Duggars and uh, my wife well i should say my wife was watching it and said uh, i was like what are you watching and she was like i'm watching oh it. it's a show about the duggars and it's on prime and uh, i uh, you know i walked away i could care crap about the duggars however then as i walked past again she goes you ought to watch some of this and they show the one woman talking about the domestic disciplinary agreement contract <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and how she had to be left in the corner. And it was all part of the domestic disciplinary agreement contract. <laughs> uh, makes me laugh. Uh, good luck pulling that off with most American women. the domestic disciplinary agreement contract. I want one of those. I want one of those because, hey, it's in the contract. Get in the corner and shut your face. (laughs) And you call me Lord, okay? And uh, you know what? Uh, I'll tell you when to get out of the corner and you better be ready to have some sort of business, okay? Because I am the Lord of this house. And this is part of our domestic disciplinary agreement contract <laughs> uh, That's that's awesome that's awesome because i just don't see that happening in most places uh, around the world let alone here in the united states so anyway i see i watched the last couple of episodes i may have even mentioned this i watched the last couple episodes of the lincoln lawyer on netflix i love uh that series on netflix it's with manuel garcia Rolfo is uh plays the lincoln lawyer and it's really fun it's really fun i had a lot of i enjoyed i enjoyed the season one and so you know i didn't have anything to watch and i was sitting here i wanted to just i wanted to just have something to take my mind away so i could just sit there and kind of go nowhere So i put on you know lincoln lawyer the last i like the last three episodes of season one are my favorites but the whole season is well worth watching and uh, anyway so as i'm watching that i get to the final show and the season two is premiering today Uh, i told you if you're listening live today is the 6th of july 2023 season two is premiering today awesome i am really excited about uh season two of the lincoln lawyer except Except, I see where Netflix is pulling this crap. I don't know why. It's really frustrating to me. What brought Netflix to the table was what? When they had a show, you dropped the season. There you go. There's all 10 episodes. There's all 12 episodes. There's all five episodes. There's all six episodes. There you go. That's the season. Watch at your own risk. Go. Uh, Your own time, whatever you want. You can binge them, you can not, but whatever, however you want to do it, go. Well, now, come to find out that they're doing uh, two halves of season two of The Lincoln Lawyer. They're dropping the first half today, which is five installments. And then they're making us wait until August 3rd to drop the second half, which is another five installments. I don't like it. I don't like it. They claim that this strategy is, you know, that's the guarantee that they create uh, more viewers or something. Who knows? It just pisses me off. Just let me watch the show, please. Please, okay? I've been watching... Uh, Paramount Plus does uh, one show a week, which is kind of agonizing. I I, I almost don't want to watch it weekly. I want to wait until... Uh, you know, it's done with the season or I'm, I've am i missed three or four episodes so I could binge three or four episodes at a time. But Joe Pickett on Paramount Plus season two. Uh, the first season was really good and I really enjoyed And I'm enjoying the second season as well. Michael Norman plays Joe Pickett. Juliana Gill is his wife. Uh, really good. I, I like it. Uh, it's worth a watch. Uh, I see the final season of Jack Ryan is up on Prime. Uh which is season four they claim is the final episode of jack ryan with john krasinski and wendell pierce who i love uh but they are prime is doing two episodes a week (laughs) okay so it started last week and then uh, i think they drop every thursday as well and there's only six there's only six episodes so you get uh two last week two this week and two next week and then it's over wow just amazing that uh, they get away with six episodes, but they do, and I watch. So there you have it. <laughs> and then I mean, if, if we have the writer strike still going on, so we may never, we may never see new shows again forever. Kind of, kind of sad. And then I see where Netflix uh, has a new licensing deal with Warner Brothers that they're going to start bringing some HBO shows to Netflix. All right, so then why do I need HBO? Well, for the new shows, Jeff. Oh, okay. Uh, sure, because those are so good. Um, I see where, uh, you know, at least one of my all-time favorite shows from HBO from years ago, Six Feet Under, is uh, going to Netflix. That may, I may have to sit through that again. Uh, I don't know that I can. I don't know that I can sit through it again. It's one of those, one of those series that just, you know, it's there and it's been there and I... I was so I was so involved in it at the time that it was on uh, that I don't know that I can sit through it again. Although you never know, that series was awesome because that came on uh, after uh, The Sopranos or right close to the end of The Sopranos on HBO, and I remember thinking, "Ah, it's just a time slot hit. They're trying to you know get into uh, you know The Sopranos. They want something else and something new to watch somewhere in there." It was two thousand one something like that and then i uh i remember my wife saying you know you ought to you ought to watch this it's not bad and i just you know i wasn't worried about it and then i was walking through the living room and i hear my wife say you know you ought to sit down and watch this it's pretty good and as i'm in the room i hear on the television uh i hear the dialogue say shut up and f me I <laughs> oh, was like, you know, I, I probably could sit down here for a minute and catch a little bit of this. Well, you know what? As long as we're talking about Netflix, I see they also uh, it's being reported that they just secured a deal for a 10 part series for 50 million dollars. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones it's uh so is that worth 50 million dollars yeah i guess so Uh, it's america's team it's a docu-series netflix is going to spend 50 million dollars on uh on this for nfl films skydance sports and it's going to be on Netflix with the docu-series on Jerry Jones and the Cowboys. So that'll be, is it going to be worth $50 million? Certainly that's money better spent than with uh, Meghan and Harry. That's for sure. You can quote me on that. <laughs> We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson-Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children. Register at prestonwood.org slash chosen. So who died today? Who died today? Singer, songwriter Coco Lee, the successful Asian singer songwriter has died at the age of 48. Her family said that it was suicide. Very sad. She had been suffering from depression for several years and that her condition was deteriorating uh, drastically over the last few months. So very sad. Uh, Coco Lee, I'm sure you're, I mean, who doesn't know about Coco Lee, a Hong Kong born singer songwriter? a uh, successful career in Asia, uh, dead by suicide at the age of 48. If you or someone you love is having issues, just dial 988. and That will take you to the suicide prevention hotline. And uh, it's actually the mental health hotline. So use that if you need it please also who died today an unnamed man in texas i saw this story and i thought wow okay so part of the part of the story really so on saturday they there was a 911 call made to gladewater texas and who doesn't love uh gladewater gladewater texas uh they got a call regarding an unresponsive mail at gladewater lake all right so emergency services were Arrived and they initiated life-saving measures. Around seven witnesses told first responders that the 34-year-old male had dived headfirst from a 40-foot high embankment into a four-foot-deep pool of water. Uh, That doesn't end well for anyone, and it didn't end well for this man. Uh, Witnesses helped remove him from the water, offered assistance, and despite the diligent efforts of the Gladewater Fire... Uh, EMS, Gladewater Police, the Christian EMS the victim tragically succumbed to his injuries. The initial findings suggested that alcohol was a potential contributing factor uh, you think? <laughs> oh look here's a ledge, I can jump off into a four foot pool of water uh, Do you do that when you're sober? No, I don't think you do Now, there is good news uh, coming from Hong Kong. And uh, I mean, we had the sad news of Coco Lee, but uh, there's good news that the Chinese University of Hong Kong have developed an edible, transparent and biodegradable material with considerable potential for use as food packaging. Oh, okay. As you know, I mean, you and I, we both know, we all know uh, that uh, the world is drowning in plastic. Uh, do we all know that? Okay. So, uh, the heavy resilience on petrochemicals, I love uh, modern petro technology and chemicals, and the inherent non biodegradability of plastic packaging means it has long been a significant contributor to environmental contamination. The team members have turned their attention to bacterial cellulose, or BC an organic compound derived from certain types of bacteria that has gained attention as a sustainable, easily available, and non-toxic solution to the pervasive use of plastics. The study showed that the plastic alternative could be degraded completely within one or two months. Unlike other bio-derived plastics such as polyaltic acid, the bacterial cellulose, or BC-based composite does not require specific industrial composting conditions to degrade. The material developed in this research is completely edible, making it safe for turtles and other sea animals to consume without causing aquatic toxicity in the ocean. And Lord knows we don't want aquatic toxicity in the ocean. Okay, I got to say that right. aquatic toxicity in the ocean. (laughs) Now, in a recent paper published in the Journal of the Science of Food and Agriculture, and who doesn't have their copy of the Journal of the Science of Food and Agriculture, titled Edible, E-D-I-B-L-E, Strong and Low Hygroscopic Bacterial Cellulose hygroscopic bacterial cellulose derived from biosynthesis and physical modification for food packaging. Now, this is awesome. And if it's actually true, good. I mean, that's fine. I love it and let's make it work for everyone and no problem. But uh, how long before it's meant for us to eat? (laughs) You know that BC stuff, humans could eat that. So let's just wrap all the food with that and you just go ahead and eat it. It's, that's fine. And then we don't have to throw it away. We just go ahead and eat it. We're going to wrap all your produce in it. And we're going to, you know, go ahead and eat it. We're going to wrap all your meat in it. Now, once you take your meat out, <laughs> so many jokes. Once you take your meat out, you want to clean off the plastic. But then, you know, you could eat it. You can eat it just like that. You can heat it up or make it raw. And it's just fine. No problem. It'll go great with all your foods. Uh, that's coming. Uh, that is sadly coming, and I uh, I don't know that I'm a fan. I mean, maybe that's why the sharks are attacking. We've had uh, all kinds of sharks attacking up there in New York now, and uh, they're closing down beaches and maybe that's why they're attacking. They're pissed that there's plastic out there. <laughs> uh, they want uh, they want some edible stuff. Uh, they're pissed that they have to eat plastic. It's possible. Uh, now uh, they're shutting down beaches. Now the cool thing is, is they have these drones now that uh, fly over the water. And they look like, there's a bunch of sharks out there. Let's close down the beaches. Now these sand sharks are very common off Long Island. And uh, so the large school is not something out of the ordinary. But when you see it, you want to say, maybe, you know, go swimming for a little while, okay? Now the shark sighting comes after, let's say we had a 15-year-old girl Uh, Swimming off the beach, Uh, she got bit in her leg. They claim this was unconfirmed. We don't know if it was a shark or not. Uh, Sure, she had bites on her leg and puncture wounds, but we don't know if it was a shark. Oh, uh, okay. We're just assuming that it was a shark oh okay yeah there's only schools of sharks out in the water couldn't have been that and then uh not long uh a little later just down the coast a little bit or up the coast a 15 year old boy was surfing when a shark took a bite at his feet left him with puncture wounds in his ankle and toes i guess we believe him because he said it was a shark uh he swam to shore uh, some bystander helped him as they waited for officers from uh, the uh, whoever rescues people on the beach up in Long Island, and he was taken to the hospital. He said his ankle and toes are intact, but it was confirmed that the boy was attacked by a shark, not the girl. So maybe these sharks are just pissed. Uh, who knows? I don't know. Maybe they're saying, hey, uh, maybe you give us some bacterial cellulose, Okay. <laughs> Maybe you stop feeding us plastics, okay? We want some bacterial cellulose to we don't want any more aquatic toxicity in our ocean, okay? Got it? Now, I know New York is you know they're agonizing and you know, I'm, I'm okay with them being ripped apart usually. But uh, Hokel, the governor, has announced that uh, that that's why they spent all this money on these new drones. Right, they have a park staff that are certified to operate them, and they use the the equipment out there along the beaches and along the water to say, "Okay, we've got some sharks. Don't open the beach. Don't open the beach." So, I mean, that's kind of a good thing. i I'm, I'm I'm a fan of that. I'd rather have the drones out over the water saying, "Yeah, you know, this is the time of the year for the sand sharks to show up." So. Maybe we don't go swimming and we just fly some drones over and take a look at all the sharks. And when they show up, we say, yeah, there's sharks out there and uh, don't go swimming. We're closing down the beaches. I'm okay with that. I I think that's money well spent unlike many other things that New York is spending money on. And now we have these giant bugs, these winged aphids invading New York City as well now. Things are going great in New York. (laughs) They're being attacked in the water. They're being attacked in the air. We've got smoke and haze coming in from the wildfires. And now we have these flying insects that are just flying everywhere in the city. That's great. That is great. Good, good, good for New York. Again, good for New York. I don't think the drones can help the swarm of bugs coming into the city. So it could be a little bit of an issue for New York. Uh, maybe you could just run away into the water oh no you can't do that, there's sharks there too and uh, we can't go inside we have to stay inside, stay locked up and make sure you're using some sort of air purifier and wear your mask inside because it's really smoky and hazy outside but don't go outside uh, even with the mask on because bugs are flying everywhere oh, okay man does that sound like a place I want to be So, I talked to you last week about a podcast uh, on the Kevin Spacey trial called mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey Trial, Unfiltered. And uh, the first two episodes dropped, and I listened to them. I loved them, brought back a flood of memories. And so, I wanted to talk to Phelan McLear. He and his wife, Ann Mathilton, who are friends of the show. I mean, my son, Hunter, the movie, and serial killer, uh, Kermit Gosnell podcast, which was awesome. They started this podcast on Kevin Spacey. And when I was listening to the first episode, it brought back all these memories of, because we talked about it on this show and other shows that I do. And uh, I just was remembering like, my gosh, we now believe overall that Kevin Spacey is this dirtbag. But when Uh you go back and remember what actually happened, you think well, no. At the time, we were thinking, no, he's not a dirtbag. So, fail him anyway, welcome. How are you? Good to talk to you. Good to see you. Uh, welcome to Chewing the Fat. Uh, you guys decided to do this podcast on Kevin Spacey, and I love it. Uh, what a great thought. Um, I mean, the guy, we, I mean, we all, it's kind of a community access now, right? I mean, he's a dirtbag, but is he really? I don't know. That, that's the question, and
1: we're the Unreported Story Society when the mainstream media tell you something, you can generally guess that it's not true, or oh, there's a lot of story not being told. So, this the Kevin Spacey scandal erupted during at the very height of the Me Too era, right? right? At, when it was an absolute frenzy, right? And and by the way, don't forget who covered, who ran the report on Kevin Spacey first? BuzzFeed News oh, in the right, in the right. same in the same year. That they published the Steel dossier, the uncorroborated Steel <laughs> dossier. I'm serious, and all these conservatives out there uh, believe that BuzzFeed News was lying through its teeth and being nasty and evil and 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 political when they published the, the Steel dossier. But then, when, Ken, when they published something about Kevin Spacey, they're
0: going, "Oh yeah, he must be guilty." That's but, guilty. You know? Absolutely yeah. it's guilty. Absolutely, he's guilty. Kevin Spacey. I mean, we all knew that.
1: Yeah, and it's funny, you'd be surprised how many people say that, and I'm going, well, how do you, you know, and and I just wanted to say, hold still a while. Like, people, first of all, people deserve, if we're conservatives, people deserve due process. Second, if the mainstream media is telling you something, it's our duty to be sceptical. For sure, for Um, sure. If the mob is telling you something, it's our duty to be skeptical. Absolutely,
0: and in our th- world today, I mean, we're we're uh, we've turned the ship completely around with innocent until proven guilty. I mean, you are guilty until you can prove yourself innocent, and you're still guilty even after that. That's actually funny. That you
1: must have listened to the last episode of our podcast because that is really the reason we did this podcast. We, we got to say we got to We got to go back to guilty until proven innocent, and we got to go back to this punished being punished. For allegations. And we got to go back and stop stop this believe all women or believe all victims. I
0: mean... I know. Look. It's amazing. We, we've covered all this. I mean, listening to the, the first episode, I was reminded of, uh, you know, the actual case and the actual allegations. And you're thinking, wow, that does not sound as bad as it was portrayed. It just doesn't. And I, you know, I yeah, I know it's look, just me. I know it's just me, the freak from Texas. I got it. No, but.
1: no, listen, listen. So uh, let me tell you about the, how we got into this story. We were making the Mice on Hunter movie in Serbia, right? The, the, the movie right, about Hunter, right. Hunter Biden that called Hunter Biden uh, a corrupt drug addict and his father corrupt also. And, of course, Hunter Biden's not a drug addict, not cocaine in the White House.
0: Is not his. stop it. Stop it! We will we'll never know who it belongs to, but it certainly it's is, just, is. It's just one of the mysteries of life, really. Like,
1: <laughs> you know, I'm just a poor Irish guy. You know, I just don't understand America at all. And, you know, I guess I'll never. Right? We'll never know. Uh, we'll never know. But uh, so we needed. A, we needed an actor badly, and people weren't. You know, people weren't lining up. Hollywood wasn't lining up. Yeah, no and Kevin. our director, Robert Davy, said you know, sometimes sometimes these old guys are quite smart, you know. I hope Robert doesn't mind me calling him an old guy, but he's 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 a veteran. He's been he's seen a lot, you know. He's a veteran he said, Yes, he's not an old guy, he's a veteran. Yeah, but you know, you should really listen to people sometimes. You know, he said, What about Kevin Spacey? And I said, Spacey, but he was he." molested some 14 year old or whatever he's no no that's you know you you need a list and and of course i'm supposed to be this i'm supposed to be the skeptical journalist i'm supposed to be the person who who investigates these things robert's supposed to be the actor who reads the lines but but i went and investigated i said no no we're not getting space he's definitely up to something and then a few months later like there was a two-week trial in new york with a liberal new york jury right Two weeks of evidence. Anthony Rapp, the actor, accused him of molest- sexually assaulting him. In 45 minutes, in 45 minutes, the jury came back with a not guilty verdict. Incredible. Right? And, you know, you know, I don't know if you know much about juries. They get in. They have to decide what they're going to have for lunch. Right?
0: Yes, yeah, so I mean, well, the jury that to, I've been a part of, do we want to find him guilty now or do we order lunch?
1: <laughs> yes. They have to they have to elect a foreman, they have to decide what seats or Yeah, and all this. Yeah. And then they take a and it's like so in other words, they immediately find him not guilty. Right. Right? And to me, I was just going how did we get it so wrong? And why do people still get it so wrong? How do we how did we think he was all guilty? Right? Now, he's currently I'm here in London beautiful London, because he's facing four more charges in Yeah, and that trial is ongoing right now, it's, right? I mean, it's ongoing.
0: Seated, it's going. It's uh, yeah. we're, we're in the middle of this trial right yeah. now. So, so, so that's how we
1: came to the Kevin
0: Spacey trial on
1: filter to do this podcast. Because, and people might think, I'm not interested in this liberal Hollywood type who, who doesn't care about our values either. But look, they come for people like Kevin Spacey. And they changed the law, by the way, in New York so that Anthony Rapp could sue him. And they change that law, and then they use that law to go after Trump, by the way. This is what they do. They change the law, they mess with the law to make it easier to convict the people we don't like. And we go, good good riddance, Kevin. I mean, Harvey was part of that as well. Yeah. And then they come for us. And the January 6th people and all that. And we're going, but that's not fair. And and everyone goes, well, you didn't object when they did it to Kevin Spacey. You didn't object when they did it to all these other people. This is what they do. So we need justice. A denial of justice for someone like Kevin Spacey is going to come back and bite us all. This is why you need to listen to this podcast and listen to to the trouble that the American justice system and the American media system is under.
0: Okay, so uh, this trial that's happening right now, and I don't disagree. the the, the first uh, the first episodes have been great. Uh, Kevin Spacey trial unfiltered uh, is uh, the podcast, and uh, I know your wife Ann is uh, is the host, and it's been great. But uh, so, and we we're covering the ground that many of us, include myself included, went. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, so now we're in after that after that New York trial, I mean, that was like, okay, not guilty, and now what? I mean, the guy. I mean, the guy was a, a superstar. I mean, he really yeah. is still a superstar. But I mean, he had he had Hollywood and uh, media at his feet, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he signed this. He was working for when he signed the Netflix deal was the highest paid ever. He created the show that was it' still talked about. It's still talking. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. And now we're just supposed to just shove him under the rug because of these allegations. So now we're in London. Uh, he's had, how many how many cases are up? How many? Four charges, four,
1: four charges. charges, OK, four, four, sorry, four complainants, 12 charges. OK, right.
0: And so uh, these cases of uh, charges are similar to what happened here in the U.S. Uh, are they not or are they different? Dif- it's,
1: well, it's it's some kind of sexual assault. But the rap case was lifting Anthony Rapp off a bed, throwing him back on the bed and jumping on top of him at a 14-year-old. Can I just say it's the it's Anthony Rapp you got to listen to the podcast. The <laughs> Anthony Rapp case. Anthony Rapp was in a movie called Precious Sons and he was rehearsed in it and he did it eight days a week or eight times a week on Broadway, Broadway in this right? play. A scene in the play is Ed Harris coming in drunk, seeing a What he thinks is his wife on the sofa under a blanket, but it's actually Anthony Rapp, his son, lifting Anthony Rapp up like a bride lifts a bridegroom, throwing him on a bed and jumping on top of him. And Anthony Rapp says that was how he was assaulted by Kevin Spacey. Amazing. he, He told the story from the play. Uh, it gets better. Anthony Rapp said it, it all happened in a bedroom, in the one bedroom apartment that Kevin Spacey, after a party, Kevin's he went off to the room to watch TV for privacy. Right. Spacey, after the party, Spacey and he stood just left. The
0: door. When it was all said and done, I mean... It,
1: it wasn't- no, no, wait. Spacey stood in the doorway, went over, lifted him like a bride, lifts a bridegroom, throw him on the bed. Spacey was able, Spacey was able to go back. Spacey is a pack rat. He is an 11,000 square foot storage warehouse in Baltimore with every piece of paper he's ever had. He was able to go back and find the lease, find letters, find envelopes for the apartment. He is. found the floor map for the apartment he was in. He was living in a studio apartment. There is no bedroom. There is no doorway. There's no place where Anthony
0: Rapp could have retreated. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, it's believable, but it's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> and,
1: yeah. BuzzFeed. Colluded with Rap. Rap got a number of things wrong in his account. Buzzfeed found out about it and colluded with him to keep those out of the story, so Rap's story would make more, uh, would be more credible, and make it. And literally, there's an email between Adam Vary, the reporter, and, and Adam Rap. Uh, Adam Bar Adam Barry, the reporter, and Anthony Rap, the actor, saying, "Look, we're going to keep this vague, which will make it more difficult for specific to specifically deny this." Wow. Right. It was a collusion between these two people to, to, to stitch up at the height of the Me Too frenzy. BuzzFeed was in financial trouble. Adam Vary was a no-name reporter on BuzzFeed looking for clicks. And right. they, 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 they so, and we all fell for it, you know, and we've got yeah, we sure to stop falling for these things. We got if, if BuzzFeed tells you, so I know BuzzFeed's gone bust now, but if these people tell you something, you know, uh ask for ask for the video you know <laughs> cuz yes j- and even, even don't trust the video you know uh, <laughs> so, so yeah so he's over here now he's got four charges um of various types of groping uh there is one uh accusation of uh, an actual you know Serious sexual assault that goes beyond groping. I won't okay. go into too much details. Um, so we haven't heard the evidence of that one. We've heard three of the complainants so far. Okay, the wow. First, the first one was a driver um, who was quite uh, impressive on the witness stand. Obviously, you know, but you know, kind of blokeish English guy. But um, the spacey's barrister kind of demolished. Uh, some of, or kind of raised serious questions about his credibility. I mean, the driver said, "I I used to drive for this person. I was like the right hand man." And the barrister said, "I put it to you, you never worked for this family." And he, you know, so the barrister oh, wow. may may have proof. He never worked for the family. He, the guy also said, "I I worked for Elton John as security." The barrister said, "You never worked for Elton Elton John." So they may have proof of that. So this guy is he? Wow. You know, if they can prove that he's kind of making this stuff up, right? And and this is the guy who uh, said Spacey You know, assaulted him so much that he was sick and he was nervous and he couldn't st- couldn't work and he had to give up work. And oh, Spacey famously assaulted him. 2004-2005, on the way to an Elton John party, so violent they almost drove off the road. Turns out the barrister's saying Spacey never went to an Elton John party, 2004-2005. Was the there only even time an
0: Elton John party?
1: There was. It's a famous oh, okay. party. He has it every year. But he says the only time Spacey has been to that party is in 2001, and I've done the Googling. And yes, there's only photographs of Spacey 2001. <laughs> and they may have proven they may have... I don't know if Elton John is going to give a statement or an evidence about Spacey's attendance at a party. So if you you know, and this oh. was the great this was the great turning point. This is when he said, I can work for him no longer after this violent assault. So we'll see uh, right. so that was the first guy. the second guy uh, basically spent all night drinking and taking drugs with Kevin Spacey with, with a group. and Spacey uh, hugged him he let out his dog long story. Spacey hugged said, don't worry about it, hugged him, pecked him twice on the cheek, and apparently, uh, made a grop,e as the guy said, a a two out of ten grop,e uh, in terms of force. When he said, and then he said, "I don't bat for that team." Spacey panicked and went into a bedroom and closed the door. Right. Okay. All so, right. Uh, and the guy, as the guy says, you know, at the time I thought no harm, you know, no harm was done. Anyway, he's now come back and said this was a, an assault. uh oh. And then he. Okay. Okay. And I thought, I thought, well. We're looking at, you know, everyone I was kind of thinking, well, it's not a, you know, it's not much of an assault, but technically that's an assault, right? If you, I guess, touch, yeah. yeah I, I, guess, guess, I guess, I guess, right? But, and I was thinking, okay, you know, it's not, it may not be fair, it may not be, but the reality is if you touch someone. I, yeah, I mean, in, in my the, world,
0: it's not an assault, but... You know, know, look, I think you know, the world, the law is to protect,
1: I suppose, vulnerable people. And if you touch someone in that kind of way, unwanted, yes, you know, yes, it's an assault, there's no doubt about it. But then it emerged that last year, complainant number two went on to kevinspacey.com, Spacey's website, pressed the contact (laughs) button, sent an email saying, I can't, I don't want to misquote him now, uh, if I will make. I will won't go through with this court case if you agree to a settlement. Oh, nice! We're
0: going to do a little blackmail. Awesome.
1: Well, awesome. Uh, yeah. Funny. Uh, I somebody says is that extortion. I says no. I think it's suborning perjury or something. You know, it's 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 it's, um, it's 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 it just it means oh, you're only interested in money. Okay. Um, so he said he didn't recall sending the email, but didn't deny that it is his email so right. then victim number three sorry complainant number three uh impressive too actually uh, was a runner at a party a big charity do says spacey you know since said spacey, spacey said some vile racist stuff towards him okay. that was something you Now he said spacey it was it was mid-morning spacey seemed drunk and disheveled i'm not buying spacey saying vile racist stuff Right in public, right. at a charity, about you know making let's just say racist kind of stereotypes about yeah, okay. me- men and all you know, uh, but black men. I'm not buying that, right? But you know, maybe when people are drunk, maybe he was joking. Who knows? And then uh, seriously assaulting him, groping him, you know, quite seriously. Um, and you know, That's amazing. Kind of, it was uh, it, he was believable in, in a sense. You know, he he seemed to you know. Uh, be quite adamant and uh, he's quite very articulate uh, uh very well spoken and uh, then of course it emerged he was in t- contact with a american lawyer who's launching a civil suit against spacey uh, who <laughs> then course. put in touch of course with, with a british lawyer who is now and he's now Got a civil assault claim against Spacey, and that his lawyers, this complainant's lawyers, recently wrote to Spacey's lawyers saying, "Do not let Mister Spacey cannot dissipate his assets in advance of our court claim because wow. in case, you know we want, cl- cl- we want our cut. We want our cut. we want our cut. Right? Yeah. Now he says that was sent by his lawyers without his knowledge. I don't know if lawyers would do that. So." So that was complaint at number three. Um, you know, it's hard to know how damaging. Sees, yeah. It's hard to know. Yeah. It's hard to know. It's hard to know. It's really, really um,
0: fascinating stuff. It's fascinating
1: I, stuff. but It sure is. And they all came forward because they saw Anthony Rapp come forward, although the guy said he'd never heard of Anthony Rapp. And I was going, of course you heard of Rapp. How is that? But,
0: well, of course you have. Don't be silly. Yes. What are we talking
1: about? And I was thinking, yeah, well, of course you have. But so, yeah. But honestly, I had got to say to the listeners of the Blaze and and uh, to your show, look, it's a great. By the way, it's a great podcast. It's really well put together. Absolutely it's really well, really well edited. It's great, really well researched. And by the way, I did, You know, lots of people worked on it, Virginia and Mark and all these people, and and narrated it. And it's 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 one of my favorite projects because we're not defending Donald Trump, we're not defending you know what I mean we're not
0: defending Kevin Spacey we're just telling you what yes. happened, what's going you know, we're tally, on we're
1: telling the truth, we're defending yeah. the truth we're defending the rule of law, we're defending justice, yes. because well, if we can stop this and expose this and expose the media and expose the politicization of the justice system then, then w- this will protect conservatives going forward, you know? Amen
0: Amen. But I have a very scratchy nose. I'm just itching my nose. It's very itchy. I've got allergies. from all right. Lung. That's all right. <sighs> we, we just paste the audio. The people on it, the people listening to chewing itself is fine. They, they can't yes. see you, so don't even worry about it. Um, I appreciate it, Phil. This is so fascinating to me. So it is. We don't know how many episodes. How I mean, with this ongoing trial, uh, we really don't know how many episodes the podcast is going to have. Right? I mean, well, yeah. no,
1: we've we've recorded. So we were we wanted to do nine. We wanted to do. The trials of Kevin Spacey in America, okay. right? And we did, and there's nine episodes, right? Okay. Uh, um, and it's not just the trial; it's there's a great episode on media malfeasance. It's stunning. It's stunning. Uh, episode number four. It's just like your jaw will hit the floor at what these guys got up to, and how they're still how they're still in business. Well, they're not in business, but how this guy is still writing. I'm going to write a big piece about it. How he's still in business. How he's still a journalist. It's just shocking. Uh, I so, mean, my go ahead. Go, no,
0: no, go ahead. Go ahead. Letting, continue beating this guy up. Go ahead. I love Vary, I mean, he, you know, the, the opening, uh, people, I don't know if people
1: remember, the opening of, of the uh, thing is, the opening of the allegation is, you know, that he was, Spacey took Anthony Rapp, who was 14, and another 17 year old friend to a nightclub that night, right? And it's like, Wow. Okay. So the spacey behaves inappropriately with two two minors. You know, kind of damning. Yeah. That guy who was a seventeen year old is is now a famous actor called John Barrowman. He's famous in the UK, quite famous okay. in, in the US. And they knew they didn't name him as John Barrowman. And you know why they didn't name him John Barman? Because if you Google the words John Barman, up pops his Wikipedia profile. And across the top is his date of birth. And they would have known that when they went into that nightclub, Barman was 19. He was an adult. Right? And he was the chaperone of rap. He was, so he was looking after rap. So it was spacey. And Je- Barrowman, by the way, is this tall, attractive, 19-year-old gay man. Spacey is a 26-year-old gay man. And they are going to the nightclub. And Rap is there like the third wheel. Right, tagging right? along. Tagging along. And they leave the night. You know, it's, it's a Sunday, by the way. It's, it's, it's a Sunday er, early evening at 6.30. It's not really a nightclub. It's, they, are, you know, they go there. Okay. They, and they leave at 9 because of Rap's curfew. But they don't name him. They deliberately choose not to name him or ask him about his memories of the encounters right. because his memories completely contradict rap and completely back up Spacey. Wow. So they, they withheld this. So this, and it's all this media malfeasance. And we've got to stop just because the media brings down people we don't like. We've
0: got to remember they're the media. And really, some of the people that we don't like, they're telling us not to like them. And so we like, well, I guess we don't have to like them now. We can't like them anymore. Because you're telling us we can't like them anymore. We really shouldn't be that. So, okay, so this trial that's happening now, all right, uh, if it comes out that, I mean, if he walks, if if they find him not guilty, if that Mm -hmm. were to happen, and he walks out of there, um, does this reinstate him in the world? Does it make him, I mean, how does he get that back? I don't think he ever gets it back. I think you know this is
1: another thing about the left too. They're so unforgiving. They're like, they're, they're, you know, they, they you know all this be kind and don't bully people. Where is the kindness? Yeah. No where is the where is the forgiveness?
0: And we lost you. Okay, so thank you to Phelan MacLear. I don't know where that forgiveness is. It certainly doesn't belong to anyone uh, on the left or anyone, uh, any of the Kevin Spacey haters. So I appreciate uh, Phelan Maclear, uh joining us, talking about the Kevin Spacey Trial Unfiltered podcast. The first three episodes have already dropped. You can always go to kevinspaceypodcast.com and listen to those. They have been awesome, as we heard uh, from Phelan. More to come, and also uh, more to come on the London trial that is ongoing. All right, let's get out of here. Thank you for subscribing and listening to Chewing the Fat with yours truly, Jeff Fisher. Although it's not yours truly, Jeff Fisher. It's just chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. You get it. You get it. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.